0: Hey, welcome back. We hope you enjoy listening to part two of this episode. All right, back to the randomizer. What do we got?
1: Hip-hop. All
0: right, hip-hop in the 90s. All right, John, any of these that stand out to you?
1: Yes, love quite a few of those. And I don't need to go into specific songs or anything like that, but Victoria's B.I.G., Bone thugs and harmony oh my goodness, man. Like when I started, that's definitely 90s right there. Uh, the yes. Fuji, yes. Um, for those that don't know the Fugees, Lauren Hill. She graduated from Columbia High School. Um, In New Jersey, Maplewood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Oh, uh, and then, you know, Naughty by Nature, House of Pain, Eminem. I, I'm a huge fan of Eminem's mostly early stuff. All his stuff right now is just trash. But um, Nelly, I love Nelly and DMX too. I'm not going not gonna to lie. Uh, And then you know Puff Daddy. For those don't know who P Diddy is, Puff Daddy. Back Um, when he was Puff Daddy, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just looking back, I mean, that's a great list of songs. Tons of number ones and all those artists there. But those are just kind of some of my highlights.
2: Yeah, I didn't listen to a ton of hip hop in general, but I really love Tribe Called Quest, probably my favorite. And then another one, kind of similar sound. They they both kind of use. jazz as like the their base of the beats and then just chill rapping but diggable planets is another one i hadn't heard them before i saw them in concert kind of randomly in like probably i don't know 2016 or something they were way past their prime i'm sure but (laughs) they were so cool (laughs) and got me into them for some reason they named themselves after bugs so there's butterfly ladybug mecca and doodlebug They're really cool. I like those guys. It's awesome. You know, it's just
3: funny looking back. If anybody had told me back in the day that Snoop Dogg would be like teaming up with Martha Stewart, (laughs) I would have laughed, but I would have actually believed it. (laughs) Just because he had that (laughs) sense of humor. I don't know, just that chill. I think I would have been able to picture it, even if it would have made me totally crack
0: up. (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious dude yeah he is so chill and like yeah you're right like back then when he first came out i don't know if we would have guessed he would have been that chill even you know i mean like in other ways too but i remember you got interviewed on some late night show and they're like what song would you be embarrassed to say that you listen to often on your ipod or whatever it was back when there was ipods and he's like um miley cyrus's party in the usa i thought that was <laughs> awesome man they <laughs> uh anyways a couple that i wanted to mention you know, some were already brought up that were great. Um, Nelly seemed so huge back in high school, back in those yep. in those days. But Will Smith was actually really big too, you know, uh, getting jiggy with it. I was listening back to, you know, just all 90s music, and that one came up. And the part where he goes, it'll weigh the anime on the ants, day or flay. I was like, it finally clicked after like all these years that he was saying <laughs> pig, pig Latin, will the man <laughs> on the dance floor. Like back when he was saying it the first time and like I knew the lyrics pretty well, but that part I was like, is he saying something about cornflakes? What is he saying? Like I had no idea (laughs) what he was saying (laughs) and it never made sense until like, yeah, last week or something like that. But um,
1: yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: we talked about it earlier, kind of, but like funny hip hop, I love like and I classified as funny, but Skelos, you know, I wish I was a little bit taller, you know, that song was really big for a minute. And then uh Chris Cross, those guys, they were the miggity, 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 miggity Mac, right? I'm pretty ah, sure. Ah, nice. I was
1: just going to do um, that. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: They were awesome. And I remember, like, kids, like, wearing their clothes backwards because of Criss Cross. Yep. Um, that was and, huge. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I guess, one last one. Coolio, dude, everyone seemed to know the words to Gangsta's Paradise. Like, it was kind of cool how, like, It was popular with everybody and everyone seemed to know the words. It went with that movie, Dangerous Mind. It was kind of about like crossing those racial barriers and stuff. So it was kind of cool. All right. Randomizer. Tell us what genre is next.
1: Pop (laughs) music. All right. I mean, it's weird because for pop music, a lot of those just like, you know, chart toppers and things like that. I never really care for Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or anything like that. It's, you know, it was whatever. I, of course, I'd sing along with them. But, you know, I loved Savage Garden for some reason. I really did. Yeah. Really I remember deeply. that you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then 98 Degrees has one song <laughs> that I like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people's guilty pleasures hide within pop music, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, and they're earworms, you know. They're popular for a reason. They're so catchy or whatever. And it's something that you can jam to you
2: in your closet when you don't want anyone to see you. But, yeah. I was never a fan of pop music, but when I was a kid in the 90s, this was definitely the most you know visible for me. And I just remember in elementary school, Hanson was the biggest thing in the world because they were
1: they were like <laughs> yes. our age
2: and they were they were huge at my school, and everyone loved Hanson. And I, I thought they were really lame, but the girls loved <laughs> them. So yeah, I thought they were girls. Yep. The
1: first time I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even joking. Like, the first time I saw them on TV, I was like, Who are these chicks? <laughs> I, didn't, I did not realize they were like brothers. And I couldn't even tell you one other song they had other than Mbappe. That's it. Same. <laughs> yeah. And
0: you know what? I was listening to a bunch of 90s music. I listened to Umbop because it came on the list and I, I paid attention to the words. And they're like, I don't know. It's a really bubbly, like happy sounding song. But it's like, You have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife. Then you turn your back and they're gone so fast. (laughs) And it's like, uh, in the end, they'll be the only ones there. And when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? Like, it's actually kind of uh, dark, maybe, or like sad. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. That's in that song? Yeah. Yeah. What? I can play it for you, dude. That's yeah. Listen to it. Let me just do that real quick because it's worth it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you.
3: You're gonna turn John into a handsome fan.
1: <laughs> no, that would be. I know. Movie. He's like, oh, I like his his lyrics. Well, the only thing I remember from well, that song is the um bop part. That's why I was curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow i never knew those right? i was singing them wrong the whole time
0: i know you sit well yeah you either got them wrong or you sing along you don't even think about it but yeah <laughs> it's kind of dark man and the other thing too this is a quick story i was listening to music and i you know had my airpods in at work and went to used the public restroom at my work and for some reason my phone decided to stop playing through my airpods and start playing through my phone right in the middle of mariah carey's dream lover and it was it was right at the part where she's like i need someone to hold on to and that was uh that was quite embarrassing
1: (laughs) that's pretty funny that made my day when you told me that
0: (laughs) yeah dude all right last one (laughs) country 90s country let's talk real quick if there's anything you guys want to highlight what do we got here
1: so look moving from new jersey to texas was definitely a culture shock for me from going from Columbia High School to rich kid school that I went to, you know, and I was always that guy. that I still kind of feel like I lived the Columbia High School lifestyle when I moved here. I was like, man, I will never like country. There's nothing new to get me to like country. So I had this friend Jesse when I first moved here, and he ended up getting me to like country music. I love it. I love especially 90s. i listen to Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks. I also have a record of his. My favorite is probably uh, also Tim McGraw love tim mcgraw when i was married you know the song we danced to or whatever that was tim mcgraw but he's got a lot of just great great songs here's my little uh maybe i should be embarrassed to say but i'm gonna say anyway there's a few songs i like from the dixie chicks i'll listen to them sometimes but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> i was kind of shocked they're so catchy back in the day i think what did me in though to kind of cave was when i moved here there was actually a girl that i was dating and one of my songs with her was actually from Tim McGraw as well. Not the same one that I got married to, but a different song. I think he was the one that really did it for me, followed by Garth Brooks and just really started liking it quite a bit. But that wasn't until like yep. the late 90s. So loved it. No,
0: oh, good picks, man, for sure. And that makes sense. Moving to Texas. Absolutely. Yeah, there were a bunch that would get played on pop radio. I think that like kind of is when that started. Like you start hearing country songs on. Like non-country stations sometimes. Yeah. Like Shania Twain was one that kind of crossed over. Dixie oh yeah. You mentioned. For sure. Yeah. And I remember early two thousands seeing an article that like Shania Twain won best female Canadian country singer, and I was like, are there any other female Canadian country singers? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> This was kind of funny. Um. And I also liked it. I really did. I liked their songs. I like Garth Brooks, like you said. I liked a lot of the ones or all the ones you mentioned actually. But it was kind of funny because. Shania Twain had, like, a backup singer that kind of sounded like Kermit to me sometimes. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> noticed that. Maybe like, any man, any man, any man, <laughs> like, any man of mine. Anyways, it was kind of funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then uh, that's where we got to know Billy Ray Cyrus came on the scene, and that's who brought us Miley Ray Cyrus. So sure. I don't know if we need to say anything about that. Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> sure. it's a
1: lot, Billy Ray.
0: Thanks a, a lot. <laughs> all right anything else from country yeah i
3: think one thing that just stood out to me was just how like it feels like people are so either love or hate country it's just (laughs) like a love-hate relationship and it's you know because i grew up in an area where there was a lot more people that hated it i had no idea until it was probably the 90s like how big country was in other parts of the country you know what i mean
1: Yeah, And
3: I took it for granted that that was just like a niche area that in my mind, that's what it was. But, you know, we moved out to Colorado and like you said, you start hearing it on the radio and just on any random station, practically, because they got huge. They got really huge. I was surprised.
1: Anybody want to take a guess at who has the most album sold on that list right there? Shania Twain would be my
3: guess. I don't know.
1: You say Shania, what'd you say, Dave? Garth Brooks. What about you, Justin? Who do you think? Keith Urban. Garth
0: Brooks, ah. Garth Brooks, one hundred fifty six point one million. Wow! Yeah, he's Put not him just... right up there with the biggest selling artist of any right. genre.
1: Yeah, he's not. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's not just the biggest in country. He's biggest almost all the time.
0: He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. He's wow. up there, Yeah, dang. All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Like, just going through each of the genres, picking some of our favorite albums, favorite songs, you know. It's kind of interesting to see, like, even the variety amongst us four of, like, things that we liked and we were into, and there's definitely a lot of overlap for sure. Um, but, yeah, good times. And now we're going to play a trivia game. Ben, you are going to lead us through this?
3: All right, guys. So the way this works is you look at the artist and the album that we're comparing – and you just make a vote. Which one do you think sold more albums? We got quite a variety here. Start off with Eminem versus LL Cool J. For Eminem, we have the Slim Shady LP, and for LL Cool J, we got Mama Said Knock You Out. Said out. Now, Mama mm. Said Knock You Out came out like <coughs> at the very beginning of the nineties. That was like January first, nineteen ninety, and then and then the Eminem album came out in nineteen ninety nine. So we've got a range. Which one do you think sold more?
1: I'm going to guess just because of how controversial it was, made more people like it or we at least want to find out what it was about because that's when he just came onto the scene. That was his first CD. I'm going to say Slim Shady.
2: Yeah, I think Slim Shady as well. That To me, I think that, that was
0: a bigger album. That was huge. And that's the one that makes sense in my mind as well. The one thing I was going to say is I think LL Cool J may have won a Grammy for that one. Not to say that that necessarily means too much on sales, but it might have been bigger than we were thinking. But I, I'm going to also go with Slim Shady.
3: You guys are all right. Slim Shady oh. uh, got 8 million, almost 8.5 million, where Mama said, Knock You Out got 2 million.
0: Oh, so not two. even close. Yeah. yeah. Killed yeah. it. All I
3: right, thought let's... it might have been a trick. <laughs> now let's go on to Britney Spears versus Mariah Carey. For Britney Spears, we have Baby One More Time. And for Mariah Carey, we got Music Box.
1: I'm going to go Music Box. I think think the answer is going to be Mariah Carey on this one. Same.
2: I think so. I'm going to disagree. I think it's Britney. All right. It was Music Box. But that
3: was close. This one was $30 compared to $27 for Baby One More
1: Time. Dang. Yeah. I feel like Mariah was the queen of the 90s. Yeah. She
0: killed it. Yeah.
1: Her voice is dream lover, I think, where she comes in right in the
0: beginning With this so high, it sounds good, too, but it sounds like a whistle. And it's totally her voice. It's, like, so high. It's crazy.
3: Except we got Nirvana, um, Nevermind, or U2, Octone Baby.
0: You know, that's not one of the bigger U2 albums. It's, it's got some good stuff on it, but I'm going to vote Nevermind
2: from Nirvana because yeah, that was, yeah, it just was huge, I thought. Yeah, I think it's got to be Nevermind.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a monster CD. I mean... All right. Yeah, you're right. You guys are
3: right. <laughs> I'm making them too easy here. But uh, no. it sold more than $30 million, and Octane Baby sold $18 million. That wasn't their their top album, but it was their top album in the 90s. U2 uh, yeah. was big over a long stretch of time. And so, yeah, that was the, the highest one I saw in the 90s, but you're right.
0: Yep, yep. That was a good album, for sure, still.
3: All right, what about Jewel, Pieces of You versus Green Day,
1: Dookie? Green Day. I hope that answers Green Day because <laughs> I, only I, know, like, I only know like two songs of the Jewel and I had that CD too, the Jewel CD, but Dookie, with it being one of my faves, I think it's got to be Dookie. Yeah, I mean, you think Jewel
0: fell in that pop genre, you know, and, and that probably might mean bigger numbers, but I'm going
2: to go with Dookie as well. Yeah. I also want to vote for Dookie. I don't know if it's right, but I want to vote for it,
1: so. <laughs> I Dookie. want to vote for it, yeah. Dookie for $20 million. It is. I just don't want Jewel to nice. be right. This CV
3: yeah. was thirteen and a half million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's still a
0: lot, dude. That wasn't yeah, that wasn't a total blowout. Yeah.
3: All right. Tony Braxton Secrets versus Destiny's Child. Oh uh, the writings
1: on the wall. That's a tough call. I think Destiny's Child. I wonder how much accessibility had to play into this because by then when were we, we were able to download stuff, right? Back in nineteen ninety nine, we were able to download the songs then or no?
0: Yeah, and when that not because it was like Napster, right?
1: <laughs> That's <true.
2: laughs> Yeah. And LimeWire.
1: Yeah. Man, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was Tony Braxton, but I'm kind of thinking it was just the show.
2: I think it was Tony <laughs> Braxton as well. It's Tony Braxton. E, 90,
3: 15 million versus uh, Writings on the Wall had 10,795,000. Wow.
1: Okay. okay. Nice. Unbreak my heart.
3: All right. Next up. We got Everclear versus Foo Fighters.
1: So much for for the
3: Afterglow versus The Color and the Shape. Came out the same year.
1: Same year. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think it's Foo Fighters, but I think it's going to be really close.
2: I like the Foo Fighters album more for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. Everclear was probably about as big. I'm going to vote for Foo Fighters due to preference again.
0: (laughs) Same. Same Foo Fighters.
3: It was Foo Fighters, but just barely. So Dang. The, the color and the shape got 2477500 whereas So Much for the Afterglow got
1: 2242000
3: Yeah, it was pretty close. That's the closest one we've had so far. Dang. All right, Sublime versus Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Also <laughs> the same year. Came out mm. the same year.
1: I think, mm. hands down, that's going to be Sublime. I don't think it's even gonna be close. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean I don't know about I
0: don't know about it being such a blowout, but I, I definitely think it's Sublime as well.
2: But I don't think that's one of Sublime's bigger albums. Mighty Boss Tones albums well enough to know how big this one is.
1: You're probably right. That's a good point, Justin.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. It was Mighty Dang it. Mighty Boss
1: Tones. Yeah. Let's hey, face it. This yeah. is the
3: closest one now here. 1085000 versus 1050000 Oh, man. It's super <laughs> close. So, yeah, yeah my Money Money Bustons just beat them out. Shania Twain versus Dixie Chicks. The woman in me is Shania Twain. And Dixie Chicks, wide open spaces, 95 and 98, respectively.
1: What do you think? I think it's Shania, oh, man. They both. They both. It's, I think if we we're going along the same pattern, I think it's pretty close, but I think it's Shania. I feel like it's yeah.
2: Wide Open Spaces, Dixie Chicks. That, to me, I don't know. Something about it just seems like it was more ubiquitous.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Tough. I am going to go with Shania Twain, though, I think. Shania Twain, so, uh,
3: so, The Woman and Me, sold 20 million copies. Wide Open Spaces, 13,700,000, ah, basically. Oh,
0: dang. Yeah. It did sell a bunch, though. Dang, that's a lot of albums. Yeah. Dang.
3: <laughs> all right last up this is three options you got here which album sold less than mariah Carey's merry christmas so we got garth brooks <laughs> rope in the wind tlc crazy sexy cool or the lion king soundtrack
0: i'm gonna say
1: tlc i don't, <laughs> don't know those were back no i'm gonna go with garth brooks Mariah's, her Christmas album has to be the most downloaded Christmas album ever, I think. <laughs> but uh, Dave Chicken, Down, I think it is TLC, actually.
2: I think it's TLC, too. Uh, all right.
1: It was done.
3: actually a uh, trick question because they all sold the <laughs> <I'm> Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> Still right. Still right.
0: So that makes sense. That's of, hilarious. The,
3: of the three, though, Mariah Carey and Merry Christmas had 15 million copies sold. I don't know My how hero, up-to-date yeah. that is. I kind of wonder if it's sold more since then because it keeps selling, right? Every Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Garth Brooks got 14570000 The okay. Lion King had 14522892 And then TLC Crazy Sexy Cool had 14355000 The least. So you guys are okay. right. Yep. TLC was the least of the three. But they were all like really close
0: and all less than Mariah Carey Christmas. That's so funny, dude. I love all the memes around the Mariah Carey Christmas stuff, dude. They're so funny. <laughs> Coming around the corner everything, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, great game. That was fun. I think I lost a lot. And you guys, John and Justin, did better for sure. I didn't keep track. So since I didn't keep track and I get to edit the podcast, um, I'm so surprised that I won that, uh, that game. That was really fun. <laughs> all right. A couple more things you want to hit up before we call it an episode. You know, I said it earlier, 90s music really influenced culture a ton. And we just wanted to talk about that a bit. First of all, fashion. You guys remember how 90s music influenced fashion. And I want to know, too, like, did it influence you in, in any of these ways? John, what about you, man?
1: Yeah, so I can tell you, I definitely owned a few flannel shirts. That's for sure. So we're talking about yes. the grunge. I don't think they were so much baggy jeans. I thought they were more like holey jeans, like holes in your jeans kind of thing, as opposed that was to then. them. was sure too. And then, um, you know, the Doc Martens. I remember buying a real pair of Doc Martens when I was in London as a kid. I was excited about that. I made them last all the way through my mission. Had them have them resold like three times. But, you know, the hip hop, goodness. I looked so ridiculous looking back then, like with the baggy jeans, the Jinkos yes <laughs> um, so yeah and then oh goodness uh, the pop music you know I think I've got a photo somewhere Dave of you and me and I got some blonde highlights going on in my hair <laughs> Oh, terrible
0: that's um, awesome
1: dude definitely the cargo pants for sure what about you guys
0: yeah no, the uh John mentioned the Jinko jeans. We didn't I didn't have the the name brand that had the knockoffs, but yeah, the wider the leg, the better. I remember having a friend that like his pant legs were wider than my waist for sure. Like way too wide. It was, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. It looks uh, so but stupid. definitely flannel. <laughs> yeah, I hung on to flannel forever. In fact I still have flannel on my you know, on my wardrobe for sure that I bust out every now and then.
2: I definitely was a fan of the grunge fashion. I don't know if you could call it fashion the way I did it, but (laughs) again, I was about 10 years late on it, but I I like to wear like ugly sweaters the way uh, Kurt Cobain did or uh, cardigans and things like that, as well as ripped jeans. Speaking of cardigans, shout out to that band. I love the cardigans too. Um, (laughs) That's
1: right, the cardigans, yeah.
2: that's the extent of my fashion
1: nice you're right justin we use the word fashion for i think for all of us during that time frame loosely as a we were probably not super fashionable
0: that's what i liked about it man it was like comfort was a a big part of it in in a lot of ways what about slang i mean word right we used to say that all the time um i remember adding z to words i think that led into the 2000s the same things was, you know, I was Snoop Dogg, right? So, yeah, Prezesh or whatever, and just going in a Z Shizzle. wherever we could. Shizzle. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite dumb jokes is like, why does Snoop Dogg always carry around an umbrella? It's just for drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid.
1: <laughs> That's so stupid. It's funny. Like it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Anyways, as if, you know, I came, yeah, from Clueless. Yep. Any other slang words you guys remember? Like we said before, mad, like we throw mad into everything. That was funny. I had to bring up real quick though, Columbia House, do you guys remember doing this? And Probably not, Justin, because it was uh, you were too young at the time. But man, the idea, right, was that you would pick like 10 songs and you pay like a penny or something crazy. Little did you know you were like signing up for like so many after, over a certain amount of time. But like we were teenagers and we could do it. Do
1: you remember doing this, John? absolutely i did it with oh man that's how i got a lot of my cds that i owned i i did it because there was always an insert like in a magazine or something like that for columbia house and yeah my parents didn't know that i did it when i did it and <laughs> yeah I, I came home and there was a package waiting for me i was like awesome and he was like how much did you pay for all those i was like 99 cents it's like yeah. i'm like uh i went upstairs after that um but yeah definitely (laughs) definitely do the columbia house for sure i probably still have two more cds (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, and you would forget to like have them not send you like the cd of the month or whatever and you got some random whatever
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yep yeah the 90s had the jock jams you know like it didn't wasn't a thing i feel like in the 80s at all um and then so many songs were like that pump you up half rap half like singing. Uh You know what I'm talking about when I say that?
1: I know exactly what you're talking about, because that's the first time I ever heard This Is How We Do it, but Montel Jordan. Yes. This is how we yep. do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the first place I heard that. <laughs> yes, yes. So, we've talked about a lot of great music. You know, some things that we kind of lose track of is we realize that, you know, on occasion there's an awesome, great, amazing song, but that's all they make and they just become one-hit wonders and just some examples of that you got Wumba's tub thumping that was uh yes <laughs> quite the one-hit wonder you also had lens steal my sunshine vanessa carlton's a thousand miles which that got so much extra play when the movie white chicks came out yeah terry Crews, dude yeah exactly yeah and then um Los Del Rio, that was a good one. The Macarena, I mean, how popular was that song, man? Everybody could do the dance and everything. Even even us white people could do it. I mean, how could you not think of, you know, One Hit Wonders when you're talking about, whoop, there it is, you know, tag team. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You got Snow's Informer, Lisa Loeb, Stay. All right, here's, uh, I'm going to admit something to you guys. I love that song. Stay Dude, is one of I was I so love, into that song for some reason, man. I love that
0: song. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and it's crazy that I like remember the lyrics so well still. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah. that that's one of those guilty pleasures
1: that I'm ashamed yeah. of. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. The I'll be there for you, the friends theme from the TV show. Yep. Here comes the hot stepper in <laughs> And then you already talked about the skilos. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I could call her. Yep. Mambo number five, man. I worked at a Mexican restaurant and played that song all the time. And, yeah. Uh, nice. but, uh, yeah. A lot of just one hit wonders out there that who knows why they were just not successful with their other songs. It's crazy to think about that.
0: Yeah, they're like so huge and then and then that's it. They can't come up with another one or it's just not the same, whatever it is. I'm sure it's incredible. Any kind of-
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming up with an amazing song is super hard for sure. <laughs> like, you get one, you can obviously do another one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So, look, like, you know, music, it's amazing. Music can do so much for you no matter what mood you're in, there's a song for that. And it's pretty amazing. And you always have your favorites. You always got your go-tos. But there's always songs that you can kind of count on to fix whatever mood you're in. And, you know, so I think that's pretty amazing. And, you know, you guys did so much research. Thank you for all your input here tonight. 90s music, to me, is the best music. I just absolutely love it. Grew up on it. That's when I first started loving music. And I just think it's better. I think it's better than all the the music out there today. Uh, and I will definitely opt to listen to that before I will any of the current stuff. So for everybody at home listening, I want to thank you. We love doing the show for you guys. So thank you for that. I want to thank Ben for being our special guest expert, as well as Justin also being another special guest expert. Thank you, Justin, for joining us. Hopefully it won't be the last time, but thank you. You had a lot of great song choices in there by you. But uh, everybody listening at home, we're getting close to the 1,200 download mark. So keep it coming, guys. We thank you for that. You guys are all over the world listening to us. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll keep talking. So please rate, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your enemies. But uh, most importantly, make sure to stay fat, dumb, and happy. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Thanks. All right. Great. Yeah, that was fun.